0: Welcome back everyone. You're listening to episode 69 of Double Hot Beat where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast.
1: And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week we are diving into Irish Ales because St. Patty's Day is right around the corner.
0: Shannon could not wait for this one.
1: (laughs) It is a great holiday. Yeah, and we're also going to share our latest craft brewery experiences. But first, last episode we talked about jimmy carter and the legalization of homebrewing and after our episode posted our friend fred the blind brew guy on instagram pointed out that we didn't talk about billy beer and i was like what is billy beer
0: and i'm shocked that chan didn't find this out because she does a lot of research and maybe
1: well i was just very focused on the homebrewing aspects, so it didn't come up in like that like the line of research i was going down it didn't come up in that like it was a it's an adjacent i guess topic it's like a
0: sibling topic
1: yeah literally so so of course then i had to find out what is billy beer because i can't not know now so um just did a little bit of a deep dive and wanted to let everyone know what what is billy beer and i know james is dying to know
0: i'm literally leaping off the edge of my seat to hear what billy beer is all about
1: he could not be more enthused by it so Billy Beer was a beer that was made in the U.S. in the late 70s by Fall City Brewing in Kentucky, which is a Louisville-based brewery, and they had enjoyed like really good success as a regional brewer since the early 1900s. Um, they did pretty good during Prohibition. They made some soft drinks. They made like the not beer beer, and so they did pretty good until, until the 70s. They started running into some trouble with being able to compete with the national brands that were really becoming dominant in the industry. So they were like, huh, how can I figure out, like, how can I get some more attention? How can I get people to buy my beer? Let's, let's see what's going on in the world and the pop culture that I can tap into. So they, at the time, Jimmy Carter was running for president and his brother was making a splash in the media because he was basically the complete opposite of Jimmy Carter, he was- Was he a heavy drinker? He was a heavy drinker. He he was a self-proclaimed redneck. That is not my words. He <laughs> proclaimed himself a redneck. So he's basically just the complete opposite. Like Jimmy Carter Carter's more like reserved and-
0: And know. I'm sure all Jimmy Carter's people are like, you got to keep him out of the the media because you're- running. No, he
1: like ran his own. He had a gas station. He owned a gas station. He oh. ran his gas station. So they were like, oh, this guy is very popular. Like- He's trending, so why don't He's we? He's trending.
0: He's trending in the '70s.
1: He's hashtag trending. So let's go hit up some Billy Carter and get him on tr- board. What would
0: be trending in the '70s, like running through the streets and someone being like, "He's
1: trending"? I don't know. Oh, you're saying like how would that,
0: like, what was trending in the '70s like?
1: I don't know. Just everyone talking about you on the nightly news because everyone watched the news. True. So, no, not no internet. That's for sure. So this. Brewery partnered up with Billy to start promoting Billy beer. So they brewed an ale for him and they had him promoting it and endorsing it on each can. They had it was printed brewed expressly for and with the personal approval of one of America's all-time great beer drinkers, Billy Carter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then there's a
1: quote from him. I had this beer brewed up just for me. I think it's the best I've ever tasted, and I've tasted a lot. I think you'll like it too. Very glowing review. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's such a great review. I'd be like, except there's gonna be nothing left for you because I'll drink it all.
1: Yes. So they they had a feeling that this would be a very popular beer because he was such a popular guy at the time. So they actually licensed out the beer to other breweries to help with the production. Uh-oh. And oh, yeah. I mean, they tried really hard, but it was not good. It was a horrible beer. I don't think Billy Carter ever really tasted it. If he did, he really didn't like it. <laughs> so about a year after production started, it was halted and they no longer produced Billy Beer. So people were like, okay, this is the precursor to Beanie Babies. I have to hoard these cans of Billy Beer so nobody else, so I can sell them at a higher no, price no. years later because this is a limited edition thing. But they had produced, like, millions of cans of beer. And so it wasn't that rare to find them. So there was all these, like, scammers trying to get people to buy these cans for, like, hundreds of and thousands of dollars. But they were not, like, then. Like, (laughs) back in the late 70s and 80s, like, people were, like, posting, like, ads in the newspaper about Billy beer they had to sell. And most of it was not real Billy (laughs) beer. So... Needless to say, it was not popular. Um, fun fact, Billy Carter actually really enjoyed a good PBR. So
0: so it was probably modeled something after that. Yes, but
1: he was supposed to have been exclusively drinking Billy beer, but he was privately drinking PBR.
0: <laughs> he was privately <laughs> drinking all the time.
1: So that was just a quick little deep dive into Billy beer. Um, I think today I saw there are some like breweries out there that are reproducing it. just Just for kicks? Yeah, but... It's, I, I would hope they would improve on the recipe for sure because a rumor has it, it was more like.
0: Yeah. If anyone out there has uh, tried the Billy beer, yeah. let us know how it tasted and if you agree with it going out of production within a year.
1: Yeah. So that was a little update from last week's episode. But this week, we are going to dive into the Irish ales. Well, the land of Irish ale. Sorry. So James... To get in the spirit last weekend, you you brewed up a little Irish beverage for us.
0: <laughs> I thought you were stopping it. You brewed up a little <laughs> Irish, and He's I'm like a little jig. Um, did I dance? Uh, did I have some whiskey? Maybe. Yeah. So I brewed up an Irish red ale. My first Irish red. Uh, I've done an, a couple amber ales before. Actually, the first beer I ever brewed and was undrinkable was an amber ale so i was like you know what i have a good track record when it comes to uh darker beers why don't i go ahead and do one and so yeah i did i did an irish red first recipe using that it isn't finished yet but the uncarbonated almost ready irish red ale and again the great thing about irish reds is their lead time and They are pretty simple when it comes to ingredients and what you need to get to make it. So I I like that. But Doing a little deep dive, as Shannon says. Rude. The styles actually can be very complicated, and you can mess it up pretty easily if you don't have a recipe guide to go by if it's your first go around. So I'll touch on that. Also on the home front with home brewing, uh, the spiced winter ale also tasted amazing, as I expected, because that was a second recipe, mm-hmm. again. Second
1: iteration. Yeah,
0: that again, because of that freaking you never put cans outside when it's freezing, yes. and they freeze. That one's in, going into the keg this week, and hopefully the following week after St. Patrick's Day. I'll get to enjoy that. And the Belgian white, um, <laughs> which I knew tasted great before it was carbonated. And as we mentioned in our last episode... I didn't expect as much, you know, stuff to sit, settle on the bottom of the keg and it clogged the keg. My mistake. And that is now lawn fertilizer for yeah, our backyard. It
1: is in the graveyard of beer. Like, damn. We should start one of those, like, you know, they have a Ben and Jerry's with the gravestones. We should start one in our backyard.
0: Ugh, it just killed me.
1: That is not a testament to your brewery ability. It's okay. That is just... I will, like- my you know, standard doesn't work
0: out my standards for beer if i can't drink it nobody else can but this one even shannon was like uh, no after but you liked it before i liked the it incident, before when you said you didn't
1: really like it the so.
0: incident of the keg issue so now i know every beer i'm ever gonna brew i am going to use the flotation dip tube in it instead of the one that goes all the way to the bottom of your keg so i don't ever have to I do gotta this use your again your beer now that I have like five, so I will put them in every single keg before I even brew. That way, I'm not like, ah, it'll be okay.
1: Yeah, because your reasoning for not using it this time was not sound. So well, I didn't.
0: It wasn't a hoppy beer. I didn't think there'd be a lot of sediment, but you know what? Oh well. It is what it is. Yeah, just gotta gone. accept it. Move on.
1: Gone to the great brewery in the sky. And again, there's
0: plenty of brews I'm brewing this year. So again, uh, I was a little sad about it. I know your dad will be sad about it because that's one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. At least that's what he said to me, that it was one of his favorites because he likes those Belgian-style beers. does, yeah. But again, got blonde, raspberry blonde coming up. Going to brew that. A dry stout. So again, stouts, St. Patrick's Day, Guinness. We're not going to talk about those stouts and everything. I'll let the experts handle the stout style. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, but, you know, I think we've we've also talked about stouts and Guinness on a previous. Yeah, and I'm episode, pretty sure so.
0: last year for St. Patrick's Day we talked about stouts and black and tans and the mm-hmm. history behind that and everything. We did. So check that episode out if that's something you're interested in, and you can just stop listening here. No, I'm just kidding. Continue, continue, <laughs> to complete this episode, and then you can go back.
1: Lounge. Okay. Well, we thought it'd be helpful to provide some home brewing tips to brewing up some of these popular patty's day brews
0: yeah and also give a little bit about what the style is like too because i know anytime i brew a beer shannon's always asking me well what is this style what are you aiming for like you're very goal centered of like what's your target and everything which i'm like that too but i just do it in my recipe without actually explaining anything so the great thing about the red ales and again the Irish Red Ales, the style is a very well-balanced, easy drinking, moderately malt character and you can even push that malt character if you've done one before or that's something that you like in in your irish reds but they typically are moderate in malt character with caramel toffee and toasted notes that you'll get from that beer you're also going to notice it's going to have a deep reddish copper color that's going to come from your malt as well as a small amount of specialty grain or roasted barley and you're gonna get a slightly sweet overall character when you drink it as well as you're gonna get a touch of dryness at the end or the finish of this beer and it just gives it that very slight touch of like a roasted flavor so not overpowering Mm -hmm. so like i know shannon when you drink a lot of stouts and a lot of porters i
1: don't drink a lot of stouts and a lot when you
0: when i say drink i mean she takes a sip when i have and then says okay this is too much coffee flavor to me or too much toffee or this is giving me a headache <laughs> and i go okay well we're moving on from this beer or even dunkles even mm. um i think you always want a dunkle and then you order it and then I realize forget. what a dunkle tastes like
1: i forget yeah
0: yeah but this beer would be perfect for shannon
1: i do like irish reds so, so, and sh- not just shannon likes
0: irish reds guys you I do. never know it from her name uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. James also, am I allowed to say what you named to the beer? I guess you put it on our Instagram. Yeah, I put it on the Instagram. I asked if it was named after me or the river in Ireland. Was
0: that named after you? And then he if said, it was it, bad. it's a dual purpose. <laughs> if it was bad, it'll be named after you. If it was good, then the river, okay? Rude. <laughs> Opposite. I'm just kidding. Opposite, of course. Opposite. Opposite, of course.
1: Yeah, I like, I I think I like Irish Reds because of that caramel flavor that's in there
0: yeah and it's and easy that they're drinking. all kind of
1: subtle they're all subtle and they all complement each other so it's not like something's like pow in Ooh, my face you just scared me yeah <laughs> i think shot. i think they're easy drinking i i think didn't you do one of your first you said one of your first beers was an irish red right
0: no it was an ambriel oh
1: ambriel okay well i like those too i just want to go back to the color i know we're not really talking about guinness today but did you know that the actual color of a guinness is ruby red Mm. Because a lot of people think it's like black or dark brown because of the way it like settles, but it's mm. actually a ruby red. I don't know. About Fun facts? No, I'm telling you. Is that from
0: the Guinness? <laughs> yes. Website? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I'm
1: telling you that that's the official color of Guinness.
0: I have to look at a Guinness. Yeah. And then look people at look it at in me, the light. look analyzing the glass under the light, and be like, "What is this?" It's like a doing?
1: dark ruby red. So that's what makes it look like it's black.
0: I will say, one of the things about stouts, we're not going to talk in detail about stouts, but having poured stouts at a brewery, it is very important that you let them pour that beer in the proper manner mm-hmm. and you don't rush it. You can't rush a stout being poured. And I can't tell you how many customers were like, all right, like, can you just pour it, pour it out and just keep pouring? It's like, no, it, you let it pour.
1: Yeah, I think today I read that it takes – uh, to pour a Guinness properly, it takes 119 seconds. Yeah, so that's like a minute. And, and I'm pretty sure Half. it's a
0: criteria too. If you work at the Two Guinness minutes. factory, like when you're taking the courses and everything to be able to serve the Guinness, there they will kick you out if you do not serve it properly, even if there's a <laughs> line of like 50 people trying to get Guinness. Yeah, um, if it's a technique and it really does bring out the best characteristics of the beer. And it's a sh- it's a crime if you don't do it right.
1: Getting Guinness, Guinness, so jail. for
0: anyone going out on St. Patrick's Day, getting a Guinness or getting a stout, have patience, let the bartender pour it properly.
1: Yeah, it's like the one time of a year you're getting a Guinness because all of a sudden you're Irish. So just slow your roll.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shannon.
1: <laughs> Anyways, back to hey. Irish Reds. So I think I also like these because they are lower ABV. They're not like I'm not a huge fan of high ABB beers because they tend to be a little bit heavier. So, and you have to like savor them. And I think
0: another thing that makes this beer great is that it doesn't have that high hoppiness Mm -hmm. and bitter. It's going to be bitter, but it's not going to be overly bitter in comparison if you're not someone who likes IPAs, who you're going to get a lot of fruitiness and bitterness in IPAs where you wouldn't in these Irish Reds. There is a bitterness, but it's going to be balanced out with that caramel coffee flavor that you're going to get in that beer, and as Shannon mentioned, the average is between four and six percent, mm-hmm. depending on preference. It's usually on the lower end, like six is really pushing it. But I would probably do a six. I didn't this because time. You actually, like
1: higher ABV. Beers. I did
0: uh, a four point four, so you'll be proud. Oh, of Oh, thank you. A four point four percent. And for those wondering, all right, well, in the homebrewing range, if I'm looking for an original gravity and a final gravity, what should I aim for? So if you're looking between the 4 and 6% ABV range, you want to start with anywhere from a 1.044 to a 1.06 range with a final gravity of 1.01 to 1.014. And that will you keep you kind of in that range. And again, it's mostly on your grain bill. You can adjust it to try and get that alcohol content where you think your beer wants to go. And it's got a mind of its own. It's got a mind of its, <laughs> it's own. It's a living thing. I mean, you're adding yeast. Come on. Yep. Let the yeast flocculate and do its thing.
1: I'll do their Irish jig in there.
0: <laughs> I can see Shan's mind now just picturing yeast just like doing a jig.
1: That was horrible Irish music, but yes. Okay. <laughs> that was not like carnival music, but. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Fine. But the hot bitterness, as I mentioned, it's going to be very well-balanced dark malt edition can make the beer seem a little bit more bitter than what the ibu is gonna come out to be so again ibus the international bitterness units see those in every beer they're going to be between on average 17 to 28 ibus for the style beer and again put that in comparison i've had ipas anywhere in the 60s range in that yeah that's 30 I'd say like 40 to 60. Color, again, we mentioned it's going to have like a copper color or red color. Mm -hmm. It's 9 to 18 on the SRM scale, the homebrewing scale. Um, And really, it's the roasted barley that gives the color, especially for a five-gallon batch. You only need a couple ounces to get that color that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You can also substitute instead and use specialty malts, such as Special B, or a cara munich but be forewarned if you use special b you can get an overwhelmingly caramel flavor and extremely dark color in your red irish red and that will take you down especially mm-hmm. if you're going into competitions i looked up on the bjcp website and all a couple homebrewing competitions and looked at what Irish reds won and which ones didn't fare so well. And it seemed to be that they put too much of specialty malt in there and they got graded down for that, especially mm-hmm. on the color, which is a shame because it said like some of their tasting notes were good. But again, they go by the style, they have the criteria. So, again, another reason why I'm not doing competition shit. I just do it, just do it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, yeah, so just be careful that if you're going to make those substitutions, hop choice. So, there's another make it or break it if you're doing an Irish red being someone who's used to doing ipas fruity fruity beers pretty much all my favorite hops i had to just keep on the keep in the fridge for this one because it would totally ruin this beer and keep them on the bench keep i benched them okay so what you want to use for your hop choice on these are kent goldings fuggle pearl um, did you say
1: fuggle yeah i thought you were swearing at me
0: what the fuggle shannon? <laughs> what? You're, gonna, you're gonna blur me out again because i'm <laughs> saying things like fuggle like come on you
1: should say that from now on
0: what the fuggle what the fuggle are you gonna God. buzz me on that one shannon has got I her finger on aimed, the hate buzzer this. over there <laughs> jesus don't use citrusy american type hops again keep it keep those hops where you want them okay i thought she was gonna bust me so that's why i'm like okay i'm buzzing on what no i don't know i thought you i thought i was gonna swear i didn't so
1: (laughs) well you're the only person that can control that so
0: (laughs) true true or can you? i don't know you telepathically sometimes tell me things i don't know okay all right so yeast as we all know in beer yeast is a major factor in the flavor of your beer the overall beer what it comes out to be some of the most popular and well-received yeast strains to use for an irish red that's again done well in competitions and my personal preferences of flavor profiles that you get from those yeasts white labs wlp004 irish ale is a good choice why yeast 1084 irish ale and why yeast 1272 gives a really nice clean ale and it will really complement the malt character if you happen to have dry yeast laying around And you're trying to think of something to brew an irish red is a good choice if you have the us05 yeast dry yeast in your your fridge again that's not gonna do too much things for flavor wise but again you can still use it omega 009 west coast ale yeast is probably one of the ones well actually that's the one i used in this beer this irish red so i'll see how that comes out Mm -hmm. interested to see that versus the y yeast 1084 that i've used in the past Again, that wasn't my recipe, the one that used the y Yeast 1084. But this one, I'm curious to see what it's going to do. Imperial Yeast A15 Independence, which I've used before for a couple IPAs. That one I think will also be good for this style. I haven't done it personally, but I have seen some brewers use it and had good results. Again, wouldn't be my first choice. But again, a lot of brewers, if you're looking at that manufacturing date on your yeast, make sure your yeast is fresh best as possible. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And there you go. There's my recommendations for yeast. Shannon's like, great, great. I mean,
1: that was just a lot of yeast.
0: A lot of yeast. I hope flocculation were, nation, Shannon. Come on.
1: I hope people were taking out their pen and paper so they could write it down.
0: And again, what you want to look for on your yeast, if you don't care about all those things I just said, something that gives a low <laughs> ester profile, but it's only moderate in their attenuation. Um, you don't want something that's high flocculation. You don't need to go crazy on this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep it real. Don't
1: Keep need it to real flocculate life. your socks off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I don't want socks in my beer. And again, mash temp—you'll mash in at like one fifty-three to one or one fifty 150 to one fifty-three. Mm-hmm. I've mashed in at one fifty-three and had good results with that. And a brewer that had a really good recipe that he seemed to place well—he used about seventy percent Maris Otter, 20%, 24 percent Vienna malt. He uses some roasted barley, about four percent. He uses crystal one twenty, about two percent, and then he used Fuggles,
1: Fuggles, Fuggles,
0: <laughs> and uh, Goldings um, for his hop profile. And he did like a seventy-five minute. He did like a ninety-minute boil, and he did seventy-five minute hop and a fifteen-minute hop. Again, I did. I've always done just a sixty-minute boil, and I've done like a sixty and a thirty for those hops. And those people who don't care about the home brewing and aren't going to actually brew it, well, now you can, if you want.
1: You could. Good. Now you have all the information you've ever needed, right from James' face.
0: All right, well, so if that bored you and you're not into the home brewing thing, well, <laughs> flip to craft beer or just beer in general. If you go into a local craft brewery around St. Patrick's Day, check out their menu, ask the brew tender what they're excited about right now, what your styles, as usual. But then, again... Look for the caramel notes or malty notes. If they have something that says Irish red or a red ale or an amber ale or a stout, feel free to check those out. And even lambics and other styles that, you know, have a Celtic influence, mm-hmm. you know, again, it all depends on the brewer you go to.
1: But that is true.
0: My mom actually got me an international beer book for my birthday this year and it actually does a really nice job of breaking down different countries and beer styles and breweries and what you can find and i've actually found a lot of these in my craft beer stores Mm -hmm. and chin i know you like history so uh, one of my favorites for beers for an irish red style is murphy's irish red
1: Mm -hmm. yes so well first i want to tell people the name of this book in case they were interested oh yeah so it is got a name drop yeah so it's Beers of the world, over 350 classic beers, lagers, ales, and porters. And it's got a nice little pint on the front. And it's red and white and green in case you... In
0: case you you need to need know to what know. the picture looks like <laughs> on the front of the book. I mean, she she knows me too well because that's how this, I...
1: It's not visual. I got to describe for the people what it looks just, like. got to describe for the people. Yeah. So if you're at a bar, you can find... <laughs> if you're
0: at a bar and you're looking for a book...
1: There are book bars, and I often bring a book to a bar.
0: Oh, you would love to bring this book to a bar. I I It's like the size of Shannon, and she would just slap this giant thing on the bar. Rip
1: it up onto the bar. that's what she said. me, bartender. And
0: that's what she said.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so Murphy's Irish Red. Yeah, so I found this interesting because it does give a little bit of a history of of each beer for the most part, and then a little description. So it's an original recipe to the Murphy's brewery and it dates back to 1856 that's a long time that's pre-civil war james yeah yeah and yeah so it's a very it's a traditional irish red it has a light carbonation with a lively mouthfeel which i found delightful
0: (laughs) you like that description
1: yeah so there's um, i mean it
0: it does make sense because when i've had it in like it's got a nice like head on it too, and it's just like again, I would say it was, is lively. I guess that's a really good description for how I'd describe it.
1: Yeah. So the other thing I thought was interesting is that, and maybe it's just because you said don't use citrusy American type hops, but this beer actually uses a citrus hop. Oh shit! So, and it it says apparently that it helps it go down well.
0: Well, that would explain why I like it so much.
1: Yeah. So I just thought that was, I mean, it's a very good example of an Irish red and it has a little bit, it's an old, old recipe, predates Guinness, so.
0: It didn't say what kind of hop, right?
1: It just says a citrus hop finish.
0: Hmm. So So I wonder if they used Magnum because I I did see that you could use Magnum, but I wouldn't necessarily say Magnum's a citrus hop.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't say specifically, but you, they are located in Cork, County Cork. Cork. In case you're headed over to... uh, the Irish Isle. Um, and then you can pair it with a roast suckling pig.
0: Mm, that was the one thing I was missing when I had that beer. Yeah,
1: everyone's got one of those they laying around that. waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, other Irish reds you can find are the Kilkenny Irish Red, which is actually produced by Guinness. And that was brewed originally in 1985 for export only. So, so they're like, gotta send this overseas. Yeah.
0: No one else has Irish Reds. Let's get them over there.
1: Yeah. And it was originally um, brewed by Smithwick's Brewery, and which has been owned by Guinness since the 60s, so that's why it's by Guinness now. But um, that brewery actually goes back to 1710, and the Franciscan monks were the original brewers. Yeah, monks. So it was pretty cool. So On I, this
0: beer, I actually thought I had it, but I really didn't. I had Smithwicks, which is a different beer, but it's by the same
1: Yeah, because it's kind of confusing, right? Because Smithwicks, like is owned by Guinness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I was like, oh, I've had Smithwicks at like it's not, many the Ki- bars. it's not the Kilkenny one. But it's though. not the Kilkenny one. Saying. Yeah. In looking at the bottle in the book, I'm like, Nope, definitely didn't have that.
1: Uh but this one also is Has malty aroma, smooth, dry, nutty flavor, and a short, bitter, hoppy finish. So, Mm, mm, mm. James likes that. And this one would go well with your St. Patty's Day dinner because it pairs with boiled bacon and cabbage. Mm. So, I'm going to make that for James. He's very excited.
0: (laughs) And the last one I wanted to touch on because it's nostalgic for me and being all classy in college and getting my hands on this, I was like, oh. I'm so cool. It was Killian's Irish Red, and Mm -hmm. by Heineken. That's, I mean, again, that was my choices were like Natty.
1: Well, Murphy's Red is also was bought out by Heineken. This they were saved by Heineken when they they started. Yeah, they were gonna close, and then Heineken swooped in, saved them. The savior of beer, Heineken. Heineken.
0: (laughs) We should get paid for that. The savior of beer?
1: Yeah, they would sell I know. so much Anheuser more Anheuser-Busch
0: will probably steal that and say it. Probably. Going, instead of choosing a direction right or left, they're just going straight up.
1: Yeah. Straight up. Straight, straight up. Straight up red. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well. Kill- yeah, if you want a cheap alternative, Killian's Irish Red, go for it. Um, And we kind of teased it earlier, but you'd ask, like, are Amber Ales and Red Ales the same? Again, semantics, but if you're going from the home brewing standpoint and by judging and by what's mostly accepted, there are major differences, mostly, mostly accepted in um, academia, beer academia, is the contribution of caramel or crystal malt in these beers. And ambers will use crystal malt for both flavor and color, while your Irish red. Will be a little bit drier and toned down in the caramel flavor generally. And the reds also will get their color more from their Munich or Vienna malts and really like specialty roasted barley, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit of deeper, you know, a deeper. I course. mean,
1: obviously they're different. Otherwise, they would be called one thing. You wouldn't have amber ales and red ales if they were the same. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Then
0: <laughs> again, it comes down I to guess. like different breakdowns too of the categories of a beer and Irish Reds are their own standalone. Mm-hmm. There you go. But again, I, I'd say it's more semantics. But again, like I've tasted Amber Ales and I've tasted Irish Reds and there is a difference when you taste it. Mm-hmm. And again, that maltiness and what contributes to the malt being used in the Greenville will uh, yes. satisfy that. Sets the
1: tone. Sets the
0: tone, Shannon.
1: I was gonna say the ringtone, but that made no sense. So,
0: so in the spirit of St. Patty's Day, and that accent was not anywhere. Like close. That was. I don't, I don't know. know what I'm doing. But let's have some fun with some fun drinking music with Shannon. Oh. Okay. And so here's how this little game I have planned for Shannon. It's oh, not Halloween. <laughs> I have for her is that gonna have couple lyrics from some popular Irish drinking songs, mm-hmm. which I know Shannon listens to on the regular. So, gonna play them, play the line, and then she has to complete the lyric.
1: I mean, I have, I it's background music. I don't know if I know all the lyrics to the song. How rude!
0: It's background music? <laughs> no, I mean, have like, to listen to all that, and it's background music? Come on, you shout it at the top of your lungs with a pint. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'll say, yeah. I'll make it a little easier, and especially for the listeners, I'm going to say, do you want me to say what the n- name of the song is and who sings it first and then play it? Or Sure. So the first first song up, Shannon, for you. Yes. The Wild Rover by the Dubliners. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I go into a nail house I used to frequent, and I told the landlady...
1: Uh... Oh. well he went to the ale house so he obviously got drunk (laughs) did he spend all his money
0: (laughs) is that the lyric
1: no I don't think it's the exact lyric but I don't know all my money was spent did you look no
0: how rude you did look
1: I did not look
0: and the actual lyric is me money was spent
1: yeah, I didn't look, I said all my spent. money was spent, so.
0: All right, I'll give it, I'll give, I'll give Shan this one in the spirit of St. Patrick's day. Okay. Okay. Next okay. one up. Isn't it Grand Boys by the Clancy, Clancy Brothers? Clancy Brothers. Ready for this? hmm And always remember the longer you
1: live. The sooner you bloody well die.
0: Damn. <laughs> she got that one. Damn. Yeah. Man, I got to make these harder. What the heck? This is I mean,
1: the Clancy brothers were on Maybe I all right. Our This last one, I'm not
0: telling you who it is or the name of it. Okay. And then I'll I'll say it afterwards just for copyright just to make sure I don't get sued. Okay. All righty? Mhm. A long time ago, way back in history. When all there was to
1: drink was nothing but cups of tea. A came a man by the name of um, uh, um, along came the, a man by the name of Marty McGee. I don't know.
0: <laughs> First one wrong for Shannon.
1: Oh, oh. oh!
0: And that was Beer, Beer, Beer by the Clancy uh, yes, Brothers. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right. Well, you were like... two for three. That's pretty good. Woohoo! Pretty good. We did listen to a lot of Clancy brothers growing up and at my Grammy's house. So,
0: shout out to Grammy. I
1: still listen to him now. I had it on for our daughter a couple weeks ago. Was-
0: I just love when shuffle comes on in the car and just out of and nowhere James that like, comes on. I'm, I'm like, stage, change the stage. station. It's not even close to St. Patrick's Day. You
1: don't have to be around St. Patrick's Day to listen to Irish music, James.
0: I'm driving in traffic. I don't want to hear a drinking song. While Why not? I'm don't you want
1: to get pumped up past the time? <laughs> kind of pump me up. I don't know.
0: Make me depressed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There are some depressing songs on there. No, yeah, they're
0: all <laughs> depressed. Are you kidding?
1: They're not all depressed. Most of them.
0: They're all like I don't know.
1: They're all about beer, death, and girls. <laughs> yeah. And a couple about Irish freedom.
0: <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Um but yeah. So I hope you had fun on that one.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you embracing my Irish side. Yeah.
0: Anytime. And again, like my parents are like, oh yeah, you're half
1: Irish. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I found like one Irish relative on your side so far. So yeah. Yeah. Whereas my Grammy side is almost strictly Irish. Yeah. (laughs) Okie dokie. Well, I really appreciate you all listening to us chat about our Irish ales on leading up to the St. Patty's Day. And also it's leading up to our anniversary of this podcast. What? Yeah.
0: Another reason to grab a pint. Let's let's grab one. Okay.
1: Okay, we will do that. So cheers to our anniversary of listening to this sound in your ear holes. <laughs> ear holes? Okay.
0: First your conical butts, <laughs> now your ear holes? All right, Chan. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, thank <laughs> okay. you all. Wait, we didn't talk about our oh. craft
0: beer experiences. Oh, yeah,
1: so we, we didn't. Oh, my gosh. Geez, Chan,
0: Chan's like, all right, uh, we got to cut this because we're just like dragging on here uh. like a late- St. Patty's Day meal. Meal? It goes too long. Like a
1: bar crawl. What? A meal? Yeah, a bar crawl. That's... There we go. Oh gosh, he has a liquid dinner.
0: Liquid dinner. Yeah.
1: So uh, James's birthday was recently. And so... so it was? Yeah. And so we took him on a little adventure to some breweries in Massachusetts we had not visited yet. So we went, which... He figured out one of them on the way because he had been saying forever he wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, perfect timing. Let's go for your birthday and meet up with our brewery friends, Jara and Kurt. Shout out. Yeah. So first we went um, by ourselves to Untold Brewing in Situate, Mass.
0: All right. When you say we went to a brewery by ourselves, you had like that little note of like (laughs) I went to a brewery by myself, or like that connotation. No, no, no. No, no. Like we went
1: together before we met up with our friends. There you go. Um, And we went to Untold Brewing in Situate, which is in an old schoolhouse. So the front of the building is an old schoolhouse, and then the back is built out into a warehouse. And they were actually doing a re-release of their. Comeback Brew, which was a collaboration with the Teddy Brewski Foundation, Teddy Brusky Patriots, yeah. yeah, to bring light and support to people with heart conditions and strokes and things like that. So
0: yeah, I'm glad it like our visit to that brewery coincided with that too. Mm-hmm. It, like again, to be able to support something like that was just great.
1: James is really hoping that Teddy would show up, but
0: yeah, he's got better things to do. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's in a warmer climate. But, but yeah, yeah, I was gonna say this is a hidden gem brewery in my opinion. Like, not very well known outside of Massachusetts. And again, like, I had, I've had, i heard of it, but not, like, I haven't seen it really anywhere. And I actually looked in our local craft beer store. does sell their beer. Oh, they do? That's good to know. But it was, like, amazing beers, great vibe. Again, like, it felt so good to get back into the craft beer scene. And again, it, like, everything was safe. Like, there wasn't crowded. We went during the afternoon. So it was, like, perfect time for us.
1: It yeah, we went, like, midday. The only bummer was that their food truck canceled, so we had yeah, to. Yeah, that seems
0: to be going around a lot yeah. lately. If you have a food truck and you cancel last minute, brewery,
1: staffing and- shortages, and gosh, yeah, it was also had like snowed. I think it was the day before, yeah. so there was like that odd. It was like yeah.
0: odd. It like snowed, and then like the next day was like a summer day.
1: Yeah, so it was a little cool spot. I'm glad that I I. Stumbled across it on Google because it didn't come up in my original Google searches when I was trying to map out our day. So
0: don't always trust Google again. That's But what no, I, then it came
1: look. up the next yeah. time I was looking. It was oh, on the map. Right. It was kind of strange. So I'm glad that I found that. And yeah, if you're in the Massachusetts
0: area, definitely check check them out. Mm-hmm. Definitely like a smaller like brewery. Like it's not like Stellwagen that we went to it was just a giant building.
1: Yeah. So we went to Stellwagen after, which is where James was like, oh, I really want to go to Stellwagen. And that's in Marshfield.
0: <laughs> Again, love those, be- love their beers, and just never been to the tap room.
1: So yeah, so we met for friends there. Um, got some pizza delivered. Tried a couple of their I got a flight. James, you got a flight, and then you yep. got a couple other. Had beers. my standard,
0: you know, pint of what I'm used to getting at home. Some of my favorite IPAs from them. But then we went to uh, Mayflower yeah. Brewing, and that was a we were lot. We're like, of fun. why not? Yeah, we're like, it's why not? close.
1: Let's just head over. Got and get a babysitter. Why not? another brewery under our belt for the day yeah Yeah, and i i mean we i remember mayflower being one of the first beers like craft beers that i had tried when we you know first started exploring the scene i don't know probably back in when were we
0: 21
1: i don't know um i can't i can't even remember my age now so it was nice to go there and just see their actual setup and try some of their new beers because I probably haven't had theirs in years. Like yeah. I, I don't usually pick it up. There's the so store. many dogs
0: in this tap room.
1: Oh, my God. So many dogs everywhere. So many. There are so many good boys and and girls. Yeah, and girls. But they're just so cute. And there was a really, really cute golden at Stellwagen that I wanted to just pet all day long. And he kept trying to make me pet him. And his owner kept pulling him away. And I was like, I will pet your dog.
0: And you're the person that, like, when we were trying to train our dog, that like people like will let you pat him if he's like able to, and he just kept pulling him away, and you just kept going closer, breaking your own rules.
1: Yeah, I'm the I'm the person that the dogs like get scared of because I want to love them aggressively. So much. <laughs> go after
0: the dog. Yeah. Uh,
1: Every time I see a dog, I'm like, oh hi.
0: Yeah. And then recently we were able to see Rushford and Sons in oh, yeah. Upton Mass. Um, they had recently this past year opened up their, their tap room. Their new tap room. Yeah. Um and so we just hadn't gotten out to see like that that opening. We've been there before, but not to this extra space that they mm-hmm. opened up inside. So their
1: new indoor location. And again, it
0: was like a nice day out. And so they had the garage door open. Mm-hmm. It was nice. We had the table right where the garage door was and it was open. So we got to have a little couple beers and jet.
1: Yeah, it was a nice time. My parents got to meet, meet up with us and we got to bring our daughter. And just, it was a good, good hangout. And again, like, nice I, I like that
0: brewery because Brian, he brews up a lot of beers that I don't see elsewhere. Like he had the barley wine, the Muddy Creek on tap. And I really like they had a British IPA. Mm-hmm. on tap and it was just super different from all the other citrusy or hazy they had a hazy on too but yeah um, i was surprised
1: you didn't try that but then you said you wanted to no, uh, explore again, other like, options yeah
0: if so if a brewery like rushford and son specializes in like these other craft beers i want to give them a shot because if you don't then those breweries go away and then all you get is all the same beers mm-hmm. um so i really enjoyed it it was more it was like Little bit bitter, but it was also had like a different kind of floral note to it.
1: Was um, that the piney one, or was that a different?
0: No, that that was the a different one. The piney one was the um, spruce spruce ale, was the yeah. first one that um, we both tried, um, and that was different too. But yeah, British ale. I love British IPAs.
1: Yeah, and they did a really good job on the tap room too. Looks very like clean and crisp, and very. It looks you could like relax and hang out for a while. Plus, there's old books, so. We all know I'm there,
0: and their cans are just very like Celtic kind of. I th- I think c- Celtic like kind of old world. Too. I mean, they don't have like pictures and stuff. Arms. Like again, like I was saying, like I wouldn't get drawn to their cans if it was on a shelf. But in you know, like, but if you you've know been them there then, and you yeah. know them, then you know you just beer's a beer.
1: And everyone has their own aesthetic too. No, exactly. that they get drawn to. So. I appreciate it. I do. Yeah. I think that's all we've done, right?
0: I think so. I hope so. Well, actually, well, this week we're actually, I'm going to be showing uh, maybe a new home brewer. Yeah, trying uh, to get
1: someone on board here. He's
0: got a a, a recipe kit mm-hmm. and just the kit. Uh, He didn't have any equipment with it. And so I said, hey, come over to our house. I'll brew, brew it with you. We'll do yep. it old school over the stove. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you like it, you know, then you can decide if you want to invest and get like a starter kit like we gifted out for mm-hmm. a giveaway or something even more and i said you can just use my stuff and see if you like it yeah. use your kit and so hopefully that turns out well it's going to be a cream ale so again going back to my roots of extract I haven't done a cream ale so should be good
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited to see how it goes and how he likes it okay well i, th- I think that wraps it up now for the second time <laughs> for
0: the second time all right shannon can really wrap it up and people probably already cut out from the first time so
1: well thank you all for listening to this week's episode of double hot beat we are always looking for homebrewers to share their stories so feel free to send us a message on instagram if you want to be featured
0: and thanks for interacting with us through our instagram at double Beat podcast rating reviewing and subscribing to our podcast really does help us meet new listeners and we appreciate all listener feedback and you know thanks to Fred for this week's Billy Beer tip and again happy brewing we're a community everyone's in it together hope you enjoy the St. Patrick's Day safely enjoy a flight you know a beer and maybe brew one brew an Irish Red and send it to us and let us know how it came out
1: Yeah, definitely we would love to hear about it and this, this has, has been Devil Hot Catch you on the brew side.